Good morning. You know, when I read Genesis and it says on the seventh day God rested, I interpret that to mean he stopped because he, he was finished. He wasn't tired. <laughs> Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. He never, never, never stops working Amen. on your behalf. He never Amen. sleeps. He never slumbers. He never tires. He was just finished. He wasn't tired. He, well, I just had to throw that in there. It's free. That's free. It is free. So good morning. I hope there are my friends. I hope you engaged in worship this morning. I hope the creator of the universe spoke to your spirit. I hope that all is well with your soul. I want to welcome some friends that I got surprised by. First of all, I got Dwayne Williams and his wife, Michaela. They, uh, they bought my house. They bought my house and they asked, they asked me to show them around. And, um, trying to remember everything. I lived there 30 years, and I'm showing them around, and um, I said, are there any other questions? And Michaela said, I have just one more question. And I said, what's that? And she said, will you pray with us? God. <laughs> she said, I've prayed for this house for two years. Amazing. Amazing. What an honor and a privilege. I told them, not only do you have a house, you've got a friend. That's right. We are for my friends. I love you guys. I love you guys. My friend Dusty Redman and his family from work, they're here today surprising me. I love you guys. I love you, man. You're awesome. And I love all of you. I love this church. Y'all know I love this church. See, I'm already snotting and I ain't even started. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know what I did with my... Yeah, thank you, sir. He saw me reaching, didn't you? <laughs> it's a big weekend. It's a big weekend. What is this weekend? Fourth of July, Independence Day. Who says happy fourth? When you pass people, you say happy fourth of July. Who says happy Independence Day? There we got a hammer. Yeah, I'm Independence Day. So I'm, I'm not one who gets uh, all bent around the axles or been out of shape about what we call a holiday. For example, um, I don't get all tore up if I see Merry Xmas. I don't, uh, I, the X sweat might offend some, but to me it represents the cross. Right. And uh, so I don't, I don't get all tore up about it. Um, in fact, some of you might remember we talked about that on a Wednesday night uh, back last winter where uh, there's some uh, Orthodox writings from the early church that would indicate that um, a lot of the early Christians didn't even like the term Merry Christmas. Matter of fact, they despised it. The term Mary to them meant uh, merriment or merriment to make merriment to celebrate, to party hardy. I know a fact you don't like to party. <laughs> they, they thought it took it like a party. And so to them, it was celebrating Yule with all the pagans during the winter solstice because it was making merry. And so it was commonplace, um, at least I've, I've heard that it's com it was commonplace that if... Uh, if someone approached an early Christian and said, Merry Christmas, they might reply, our Savior's born, let's worship him. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, to that end, I, I don't get all tore up about it. But I, I will say that like, I would rather we said Happy Independence Day. Not gonna be, and I've said Happy Fourth of July, and I'll say it again. I'm sure, I'm sure I will. But when I think about it, I want to say Happy Independence Day. And why is that? Because we've relegated it to just another day on the calendar. 
What if I said to you, Merry December 25th, or Happy Fourth Thursday in November? (laughs) What if I said that? You know, you'd have been like, man, you must be some kind of weirdo. (laughs) You know, it's it's Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. So to me, I I wish it were Happy Independence Day. But again, I'm, I'm all right with it. But it's a time that we value and think about our freedom. Think about what was sacrificed. Men and women died, gave their lives so we can live the lives we have today. Like, take time out and think about that this week. You know, the good old U.S. of A., she has her faults, right? And just like Kevin Williams, she's got things in her history she ain't proud of. She does, but she's still the greatest country in the world. Millions of people span the globe to get here. And as much as I love a good cookout, and as much as I love summer fun, and as much as I love fireworks, I really love fireworks. <laughs> Me and Don used to put on some fireworks shows. We used to put on some good ones. And now they weren't regatta good, but they had their own flavor, their own style. And, you know, we would steal lines from uh, the movie, uh, oh, what was that movie? What was that movie, Jacob? Uh, Hot Rod. We were still lying from the movie. I still lying from the movie Hot Rod. Prepare to be dazzled. <laughs> and we we light fireworks, and and sometimes they would shoot up in the air, and sometimes they would shoot back into the crowd, and people had to have their head on a swivel, and it was really exciting for a lot of different reasons. One day in particular, I remember uh, we was on his deck, and he was shooting fireworks off on his deck, and. Uh, the people up on Crestview Drive on the other side of the, of the hill there, they would shoot one up, and it would go bang, bang. And then we would shoot one back, and we'd go, Take that, Phil Strive! You know, and they'd <laughs> fire one back. And he, he came out with, uh, he was going to one-up them once and for all, and he, he put this box up there, and it said car bomb on it. He said it. He sets this thing right on the deck, and he lights it. And next thing I know... Fireworks are shooting up, sideways, left, right, and they're, they're bouncing off the house. All the kids are running for their lives. They're hiding behind trash cans. And uh, Kelly's going, Don, make it stop. Don, make it stop. Don, make it stop. And he's standing right in like, like Patton. He was like General Patton, standing in the midst of the battle going, it's not going to stop, Kelly. <laughs> not going to stop. And fireworks are going everywhere, but man, what a show. I love all that stuff. I love all that stuff that comes with uh, Independence Day. Have we ever thought about what real freedom looks like? What real freedom is? Have you ever asked yourself, am I free? Am I really free? My government says I am, but am I really, truly free? Are you free? I want to take just a few minutes and talk about real, no kidding, freedom and independence. Don't be offended. It's not personal, but it's personal. Right. But it's personal. Is it up there? Did you, there it is. Thank you, Seal. There's today's graphic. If you'll turn with me in your Bibles to uh, Samuel chapter 8, and I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 9. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. When Samuel became old, he made his sons judges over Israel. 
The name of his firstborn son was Joel. The name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. Yet his sons did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after gain. They took bribes and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Behold, you are old. And your sons, that was nice, wasn't it? Behold, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the nations judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. According to all the deeds that they have done from the day I brought them out of Egypt, even to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are also doing to you. Now then, obey their voice. Only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for these people, these amazing people. I pray, Lord, that uh, we would hide your word in our hearts. I pray, Lord, that we would be forever changed, that we would be encouraged, we would be challenged, that, Lord, you would heal souls, Lord, and that people might be free in Jesus. I pray in your name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. So we read here about Samuel, one of the godliest men in the Bible. Yet he made a bad decision. He had two sons who were not godly, and he made them judges. <laughs> he made them judges, and uh, everything they did from the time that they were appointed to those positions, was selfish. Every judgment they made was for their own gain. They took bribes. They cheated. Very selfish. They took advantage of their positions for personal gain. So in my opinion, and it's just Kevin's opinion, the people of Israel, namely the elders, like they had every right to want to assemble. They had a problem that needed addressed. After all, Samuel's sons are ripping us off. <laughs> Samuel's sons are ripping us off. So they confront Samuel and they say, Bruh, yeah. you, you boys are taking us to the cleaners. Right. <laughs> right. Would, shouldn't they? I think they should. I think they should. So up to this point, I think their decision making is pretty solid. It's pretty good. And he said, Behold, you're old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king like all the nations. So you're old. Samuel was old. They're okay. Your sons are nothing like you. That's still true. <laughs> still true. Now appoint for us a king like all the nations. That's where they erred in their ways. <laughs> they wanted a king like all the other nations. They blew it. And I, I think I say this every time I get a chance to speak, but it just seems like the more I read and the more I study, hi, Margie. Hi, Kara Jones. How are you? Didn't see you guys. My, more friends here today. You are awesome. Sorry, I digress. The Word of God is so relevant. And every time I read a story anymore, it's like, that's 2023. <laughs> so here we have a couple of guys who are judging Israel unfairly, for personal gain, for profit, taking bribes. And what do the people do? The people come up with a solution. The people come up with a solution 
that covers everybody when the problem's with two people. And it's what the world does today. They'll take, a, they'll take a problem with one or two people or one small segment of society and they'll apply it to everybody. It's the secular solution. It's the world solution. It's evil solution. It's Satan's solution. One person pees their pants and everybody's got to wear a diaper. That's what the world does. That's what Satan does and it robs you of your freedom. It robs you of your freedom. And right now... The elders of Israel are giving their freedom away. Giving it away to an earthly king. A king of their choosing, not of God's. They're giving it away. Because all they had to do was obey God, do what the judges said, and they could make choices. They could make decisions. How many of you know when the king takes over, your decisions are limited? (laughs) And God says, I want you to warn them and I want you to tell them what they're getting. But I'm going to give it to them. I want you to tell them what they're going to get. And he does, and they don't care. But listen to what God says. According to all the deeds that they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, I brought them out of slavery and they went back in. I brought them out of slavery and they went back in. So if that's what you want, that's what you can have. It's not personal, Samuel. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. It's not personal, but it's personal. <laughs> Our relationship with Jesus is personal. If we want to be free, it needs to be personal. Otherwise, you're being religious, and you've got a net over you, and you're bound up. Personal, free choices. Jesus, I choose to serve you. I choose to worship you. I choose to pray. I choose to read my Bible. Great, you are great, and your mercies endure forever. (laughs) Ah, where's it at? There it is. But how many of you know that God intended for them to have a king? He intended for them to have a king. But it was the king that he would choose, not the king that they would choose. And I know this is more like a teaching, but we're going to teach a little bit. Can we look at Deuteronomy chapter 17? And we'll, uh, we're going to read verses 14 through 20. And this is what God says to Israel. I think like, uh, I'll stand corrected if I'm wrong, but I think it might have been as much as 400 years earlier. When you come to the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you possess it and dwell in it, and then say, I will set a king over me like all the nations that are around me, You may indeed set a king over you whom the Lord your God will choose. Everyone say, the Lord your God will choose. Not the one you choose, the one God chooses. We get out in front of God all the time. They get out in front of God. (laughs) One from among you, brothers, you shall set as king over you. You may not put a foreigner over you who is not your brother. Only he must not acquire many horses for himself or cause the people to return to Egypt in order to acquire many horses. Since the Lord has said to you, you shall never return that way again. And he shall not acquire many wives for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he acquire for himself excessive gold and silver. When he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself in a book a copy of this law approved by the Levitical priests. And it shall be with him, and he shall see in it all the days of his life, 
that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of his, this law and these statutes and doing them, that his heart may not be lifted up above his brothers and that he may not turn aside from the commandment either to the right hand or to the left so that he may continue long in his kingdom, he and his children in Israel. The king and the elders are asking for in 1 Samuel is not the king God promised in Deuteronomy. That's what I want you to see. They wanted, they wanted Saul. They wanted a man who was big, strong, could fight, defend. God wanted a king with a heart for God. <laughs> That's what God's plan was. God's plan was David, man after his own heart. People wanted Saul. They wanted a fighter. They wanted a scrapper. Church, if, if you don't remember anything I've said today, just remember that I said to you that God's ways are higher than our ways right. and that his right. thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Amen. Our ways, man's thoughts, enslave us. Amen. They enslave us. Listen to me. God's ways free us. Amen. He who is free is free indeed. Man, where's Braveheart when we need him? Right. Freedom! <laughs> God's ways. I love Braveheart. I know you do too. Yeah. <laughs> at one point in chapter 9 of Samuel God says to Samuel Saul here's the man here's the man that will be their next king Saul and here's what God says to him it is he who shall restrain them that's what God said to Samuel it is he who will restrain them does restraining sound like freedom you know what he's doing? He's giving them what to ask for. He's giving them what to ask for. You want a king to fight for me? You want a king to restrain me? All right, I'll give you one. He's head and shoulders taller than anybody in all of Israel, and he's tough, and it's exactly what you're going to get. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> but in Samuel 16, we read the appointment of King David, a king chosen by God, not for his size, not for his stature, or his worldly resume, he was chosen by God for what God saw in his heart. Samuel walks by them all. What about this one? Mm-mm. What about this one? Uh-uh. This one? Uh-uh. Well, all that's left is this little ruddy fellow with cute eyes. That's the one. Because <laughs> what's in his heart can't be stopped. And are you free? You can be. You can be. I want to share with you, I don't have a lot this morning, um, but I do believe it's powerful. I want to share with you two ways that I believe we lose or give up our freedom. And, and I made it short because I, I took three and combined them all together in the first one. I did that for you so you can go have a hamburger after a while. <laughs> I did that just for all of you. So the first one, we don't know or we ignore or we're deceived from the truth. You want to lose freedom, don't know the truth, ignore the truth, or allow to be deceived. Allow yourself to be deceived. Pastor Frank drove this home a couple weeks ago in worship. He stood up here, fired up. By the way, when I, if I'm 86, I want to be just like you. Your energy and your passion. Isn't he awesome? Hey, you are awesome. Awesome. But he stood up here during worship and he said, You shall know the truth and the truth will make... That's how you did it. You said, make you free. 
It's not like you might be free. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. He drove it home. I loved it. It resonated with me right there. I wrote it in my phone. <laughs> Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father by me. Pastor Daryl said last week, it's not enough to believe in Jesus. You've got to know him. You can't just believe something's true. You have to know it. I believe that might be true. It won't serve you. You have to know it's true. There's a place of freedom I'm asking you to consider. I'm pausing for effect. <laughs> there is a place of freedom that I am asking you to consider. John 1 tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word, the truth, became flesh and dwelt among us. He was in the world, and the world was made through Him. But to all who received Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Who were not born of blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Freedom. Seal, can we see that slide Don sent me? Don sent me a slide. He goes, you might want this. And I said, I don't know. But there, look at that. July 4, 1776, was born one nation under God. 244 years later, it needs to be born again. That's right. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born again. We don't need your president. We don't need your governor. We don't need your mayor, your senator, your legislature, your congressman, or your favorite media pundit. We need Jesus. We need truth. We need life. We need the life that is the light of men. He does not enslave. He frees. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He is freedom. He never stops. He never stops working. I'm sorry, world. I'm sorry, Democrats. I'm sorry, Republicans. I'm sorry, Independents. I'm sorry, Mr. President. It's not personal. He saved me. It's personal. He saved me from all unrighteousness. I'm a new creation, a brand new man. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. I sought the Lord and He heard me. And that is why I trust Him. That is why I trust in God. That's my jam. I sent it to, I sent it to Dwayne. I sent it to Mark. I sent it to Don. I sent it to Greg. I listened to it all morning. I sought the Lord and He heard me and He answered. And that is why I trust Him. Yeah. It is why I trust in God. He is truth. He is freedom. Gosh. Know the truth. It will make you free. Know the truth. It'll make you free. Number two. See, I told you there's two. We allow our hearts to be cluttered. <laughs> we allow our hearts to be cluttered. I've been moving. <laughs> I've been moving out of the house for about a week. And a bunch of you came and were helping me pack boxes. And it was like... We're at the house, and I'm in this 20-foot U-Haul, and Scott pours with me in this truck. And all these boxes keep coming into the truck. And uh, I think Ryan's out there, too, if I remember right. And Jacob, me and Jacob are picking on each other. 
But these boxes kept coming in, and they weren't, people were just, they were just, God, I appreciate all the help, so I'm not throwing stones at nobody. But these boxes were showing up in the truck, and they, they weren't closed and taped. And so it makes it really hard to stack unclosed boxes in a U-Haul. So I didn't just want to lay them across the floor and go, okay, we got to go now. So um, we got some bigger boxes, and we started putting them in there. And Scott and I were packing these boxes, and we were taping them up and sealing them up. We were stacking them, and, and so I had a Sharpie. And like, we just got this box, and we're just putting all kind of stuff in there. And Paula's like, make sure you label what's in that box, or we'll never know what we got. And I'm like, I said, Scott, look at all this stuff in here. What kind, what am I, what kind of label am I going to put? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just put kitchen stuff. Or, you know. <laughs> I said, but that ain't kitchen stuff, and that ain't kitchen stuff. And uh, so we just did our best, right? And then at another time, like, this big box came, and Mark said, this is Kevin's stuff. <laughs> I was like, man, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I got in that thing later, and I'm like, that ain't mine. <laughs> That's our, that ain't mine. Some of it was Kevin's stuff. Some of it wasn't. So what am I saying? Like, you have boxes in your life. You have boxes in your life. And I, get, I would go through the house, and uh, like now that we're moved and all the boxes and stuff are there, like, has anybody uh, any idea where the TV remote is? I just put it all together and hung it up on the wall, and I got, I can't find a remote. Paul's like, I don't know. I don't know. I said, well, I'm going to go out in the garage and look, and I'm going through the boxes, going through the boxes. Here's a box that says, uh, Entertainment center and remotes. And I was like, hey, how about that? How about that? I went through that box and I found every remote except for the one I needed. I found remotes that we don't even use, that we don't even need anymore. I'm like, where is our stuff, man? Like, I don't know where nothing is. Nothing. Dwayne, it's coming. But, but you don't have 30 years of stuff packed. And I was thinking about you have we have boxes in our lives. And they they clutter. They clutter things up. And you might have this label. You got your um, your work box, your home box, your church box, your prayer box, your worship box, and you got all this stuff in it. You got all this stuff in it. And it might say it's your worship box. But when it comes time to worship, you may not be able to find it because it's full of clutter. It might be time to pray. You might be going to your prayer box, but you can't find prayer in there because there's so much stuff. You don't know what you have. Matthew, uh, I think it's 13 and 22. Jesus says, As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. All that stuff chokes out the word. All that clutter chokes out truth. Chokes out the very thing God gave you to make you free. All that clutter. All that other stuff. Other things can be anything. Pornography, riotous living, drugs and drunkenness, violence, greed, gossip. Murmuring, lying, the scheme that the, every scheme the enemy has for you can be in those boxes. That's good. And they're cluttering up all the good stuff, man, that sets you free, that make your life whole and full and rich. 
And Satan is lying to so many of you. He's telling you what he said to Adam and Eve. God don't want you to have no fun. This won't hurt you. This won't enslave you. God just doesn't want you to live life to the fullest. God just wants you to dry up and be boring. What Satan wants to do is steal your freedom. He wants to steal your independence. He wants to relegate you, your life, to just every day is just another day on the calendar. Just another fourth Thursday in November. Where's your affection? Who has your heart? Natalie, worship team could come. Is the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart right now? I'm telling you, you can choose truth. You can choose freedom. You can choose Jesus. You can choose him where you sit. You can choose him at this altar. You can choose to ask someone beside of you to pray with you where you are. I don't care, but I implore you. Will you choose freedom? Will you choose freedom? I want you to be free. If you don't want to be free, I'm not going to take it personal because it's not about me. (laughs) It's about him. It's about him.